Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love I want to start with a little bit of a Bible trivia question, I guess, of sorts. Uh, guess, if you will, let's see if you know the answer. How many people in the entire Bible does Jesus heal with mud made out of his own spit? Just one. Anyone else think it's kind of sneaky that Jesus healed just the one person with mud made of spit and that person was blind so he couldn't see it coming? kind of makes me think, I don't know, I think if he had tried that even with some of the lepers, they might have been like, are you sure there's, there's not another way? You can't just say a word? Does it have to be the spit mud? I don't know. I think of everyone watching this event happening, and after Jesus puts the mud on the blind man's eyes, he says, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And I think everyone said, yeah, go in the pool of Siloam. It's a, probably a good idea. All of us, I think, who are good church folks who come to church on a Sunday morning, we get pretty used to knowing that, well, this is a story about Jesus, so of course this is how it went. You've maybe even heard this exact story before, maybe even heard it many times. We're used to that. Well, this is Jesus. This is Jesus, the Savior of the world, of course. You know, do what he says, whatever he does, that's fine. But just imagine these people who are experiencing this for the first time. They don't know who Jesus is. He's just some preacher for the next town. It's like if a Pastor Steve from Zimmerman wandered in and started spitting on the ground and said, all right, who needs some healing? You know, who's going to line up first? Or old Pastor Steve from Zimmerman. Uh, they don't know who Jesus is. I think those of us who know church stories and know who Jesus is, we hear the story, we come to it in a sense kind of blind to just how strange that experience would have been for those first people, kind of blind to how odd the story is and how much is kind of going on in it. We just think, oh yeah, mud made a spit, sure, that's what Jesus does this one time. It's kind of weird, but yeah. There's a lot going on, and sometimes we're blind to some of these things that are in the Bible, but sometimes we're blind to a lot of things in the world. This story is a story about Jesus healing one particular blind person, but I think it's much more than that. I think it's Jesus looking at how all of the people in this story and all of us here need to have our eyes open to see the world around us a little more broadly and differently. Here's what I mean. Some uh, example of this. I, I think how many of you have had the experience of getting a new car? So you get a different car and now it's blue. And what color car do you see everywhere when you drive through town? 
blue. I swear every car in town is blue now all of a sudden, right? And uh, we got our minivan like five years ago, and I remember starting to drive that thing. I never really thought much about minivans. Now I looked everywhere, minivans. I once was blind, but now I see minivans everywhere. It's all I see. Do you think there are more blue cars and minivans on the road than there were that week before? Well, no. What had changed? Not my reality, my vision. All of a sudden, that car that you have, you start to notice it and pay attention in a different way. That's the kind of opening of eyes I think Jesus is about in his ministry. How many of you saw the pictures from the James Webb telescope this week? Amazing, the wonder and beauty. These worlds and galaxies from far, far away. Have they always been there? Yeah. We're just now able to see them in a new way because we have this new tool. There are so many ways every day that our eyes are opened. And like I say, I think that is a big part of this story from this morning, is Jesus is committed to opening our eyes. That's a part of the ministry of Jesus, literally healing people, but bringing us all healing by helping us to see the world more broadly, to see the wonder and joy of the world, but also the the pain and the suffering that's all around us as well. Our eyes can be open. And so in this story, Jesus heals one person that's literally blind, But I want to go through it and look at and just see how many other people are pointed out as not having the full range of sight that Jesus would like them to see. So here it is. Uh, We'll start with the story here. Uh, We just heard it, but here it continues. We hear again, as Jesus walked along, he saw a a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? I think uh, to that question, Jesus could have just rolled his eyes so hard they fell out of the back of his head because he's like saying to them, you guys, I think you're kind of missing the point here. Uh, This isn't the best time for a theological conversation. There is someone right in front of you who needs help. And remember, I'm Jesus. Uh, I'm the Son of God. You've seen me do all these miracles. But the disciples... They're kind of just blinded to the reality. They're blinded to the needs of this person who is right in front of them because they're so focused on their theological education. They want to learn all these teachings of Jesus just right, but they're missing the overall message that Jesus is right there with them, could heal this person. They've seen him heal people, and so they kind of miss out on the whole thing. And while they're having their theological discussion, Jesus does his thing and heals the man, and so he's healed. But that's only the beginning of the story for this poor blind kid. Because it continues, it says, Then the neighbors who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. But others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. And he kept saying, I am he. Uh, They just kept saying, Hey, isn't that that blind kid? Can't be. That kid was blind. This kid's not blind. It can't be him, right? It can't be. They had been so blind themselves because just imagine for years and years, here's this kid begging, asking for them, and they had gotten pretty used to ignoring this kid. He'd been there all along. Maybe you've had that experience passing someone who is homeless and you don't really know what to do. It's kind of awkward. You want to help, but you don't know how. And so you just look the other way. That's what they had been doing for years, so much so 
that now when they see him and look him in the eye face to face, they're not even sure it's him. They had been so blinded by the discomfort they felt in just being around him that they missed probably the biggest, most amazing thing that had ever happened in their sleepy little town. (laughs) This healing took place right in the middle of town. And they missed it, so many of them, because of their blindness. Well, the story continues because, of course, the neighbors don't really know what to do with this kid because he won't just stop talking about old Pastor Steve from Zimmerman who's come and healed their eyes. And they're like, who is this guy that has come into town that's doing Who is this Jesus who did this amazing thing? They just don't really know what to make of it. And that's when they say, you know, enough. Let's go talk to the Pharisees. They'll know what to do. The Pharisees are the religious leaders. And so they go and they talk to the Pharisees and says this, you know, they all of a sudden realize that there's another problem. Not only did Jesus heal this guy, but he did it on the Sabbath, the day of rest, the day when no work is supposed to happen, including healing even. So it says the Pharisees said, this man, Jesus, is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. Others said, how can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, what do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. This poor blind kid getting drugged through it just goes, he's a prophet? (laughs) He's not sure how to answer. The Pharisees are so blinded by their strict following of their rules, by their you know, predictable ways of experiencing God, their faith that was laid out so neat and clean that all of a sudden Jesus comes in and heals someone on the Sabbath, breaks a rule, and they don't know what to do with it because here he broke a rule, but then some of them are not sure because he did it to do good. Is that okay? Their eyes are being opened a little bit. So maybe we live in a little more complicated world than just this is right, this is wrong, that sometimes there's some nuance to it. That's a part of the eye-opening that Jesus does, even for these Pharisees. But they're not really looking to have their eyes opened, and so they continue their investigation. They uh, go on and talk to his parents next, this poor kid's parents. Uh, It says, They did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the blind man who had received his sight and asked him, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this was our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that he now that he sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. I think this whole long, almost chapter-long story is the saddest part of the story because I'm pretty sure those parents knew who healed their son. I'm pretty sure that as soon as he was healed, he ran straight home to mom and dad to celebrate and tell them, look what happened. They jumped and laughed and cheered and cried and celebrated this amazing thing that had taken place And he told them every detail. We know they know because what it says in the text is that they didn't want the Pharisees to know that they knew because they were afraid. They were blinded by their fear of what the Pharisees would think about them or do to them if they started talking about Jesus in the same way that their son had. It's really heartbreaking. So they say, go ask him. Uh, he's old enough, he can answer for himself. They kind of sell out their son. Parenting is hard, 
And so maybe we need to just have a moment of silence for these parents who fell short and messed up in this important job of parenting and for all the other parents who have ever messed up. That's all of us, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. And so the story continues because the Pharisees, they aren't done. They aren't satisfied. And so uh, the story continues and it says, For the second time they called this poor guy in, uh, this man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. And he answered them, I don't know whether he is a sinner. One thing I know that though I was blind, now I see. And so they keep badgering this poor kid, and finally he says, Here's an astonishing thing. He says, you do, you do not know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys him. Never since the world began has anyone heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. This poor blind kid gets caught up in this great drama and ends up becoming the teacher for the teachers who are really open to his suggestions. They answered him, you were born entirely in sins and you're trying to teach us and they drove him out. Get out of here, they say. They weren't ready for their eyes to be open. And so finally the story goes, Jesus heard they had driven him out and when he found him, As far as I'm concerned, that can be the end of the story right there. There is more. You can go back to John chapter 9 and hear Jesus talks to him a little bit, does some more teaching about spiritual blindness. But this is the climax and the conclusion of this big story, that Jesus heard they had driven him out, and when he found him. In God, we have a God who is seeking us out. Jesus proves time and time again that we have a God who is about seeking us out. It's not about us looking for God and choosing God. Later in John chapter 15, Jesus will say, You did not choose me, but I chose you. Jesus is seeking out, no matter how far we may be wandering or lost, no matter how alone we might feel, no matter how scared, God is right there with us because that's where God has put God's self. This ministry of Jesus is all about opening the eyes of the blind, and we are all blind. We all have ways of blindness where we need to see more clearly the world around us. And Jesus, in bringing about the kingdom of God, is opening our eyes to see the world around us. The stuff that's already there, the blue cars and the minivans that are on the road, the galaxies and planets that have always been there. Our eyes are opening to the pain and suffering of those around us, as well as the joy and the wonder that is also all around us. May our eyes be open. In our Lutheran theology, we have this great gift of grace, this promise that in baptism, God names us and claims us, chooses us as God's beloved children, and we get to live in that reality. We don't have to go hunting for God, because God in Jesus is the one who's always searching after us. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.